The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Welcome to the Kimmer Show podcast on Extra 106.3. Uh, oh, hey, we're back. How's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer <laughs> with Pete and Flounder. Did you know that Pete wrote three books about college football? <laughs> yeah, with drawings and pictures, and one has dogs in it. <laughs> anyway, find them all on thekimmershow.net. We're surprised. Well, Twitter went nuts last night. That's when he, it was a Thursday night massacre. Yeah. He walked in. The, he literally walked in the door carrying a sink. The kitchen sink. Elon Musk carrying the kitchen, kitchen sink. sink. Everything but, and including. And walked in and fired the top three people. Yeah. Including oh, the, I got, the, the, you're getting way ahead of me. Way ahead of me. Way ahead of me. That bitch that. No, no, no. He's now. That, that's down here. That's like two stories. From she here. cried. That's two stories. Uh, we'll give her a, something to cry about. I'll give you something. <laughs> they, they always say, uh, now, these people have families and everything, so, you know, feel sorry for them. F*** them. <laughs> they destroyed people's livelihoods by kicking them off social media and bragged about it. Let's remember this, my friends. Um... Let's remember that uh, Twitter was the very place that would allow the Ayatollah to come on and blast America, but God forbid the sitting president of the United United States States could offer an opinion on world events on Twitter. I mean, if if anyone ever asks you about what, uh, how, you know, hugging the church, here's the reason. This this organization would allow the most vicious, anti-American, liberal, um, unpatriotic, damaging, of violent rhetoric as long as it came from the left and would not allow the sitting president to offer an opinion. As a news guy, and not anymore, but as a former news guy, did this for a living for 50 years, anything the president says is news, especially if it's something really stupid or flamboyant or idiotic or creative or controversial or provocative. I mean, whatever the president says, by definition, oh my God, the president said this today. That's what that's always been what's happened. If the president says or does something, it's news. Whether you like it or not, it's news. But now the death of the first amendment means these media people are saying uh no i don't want to you know we don't even want people to hear him (laughs) that's not news that's they're dictatorship. Publi- they're a publisher at that point. Which yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're they a need publisher. Be, and they need to be placed under those restrictions. They need to get rid of that amendment that allows them to get away with this, basically, by not being, uh, not being designated as publishers. They are just a conveyor, uh, a tube. And and that's those, not true anymore because they are editing. If you edit and censor, yeah, you're yeah. a publisher. Rob Reiner and the rest of them, they said, as soon as he buys it, I'm out of here. They're still on there. And everybody's yeah. calling. Every time they tweet, everybody's like, are you still yeah. here? I thought you were going to Canada, too, yeah. by the way. <laughs> that's the same thing. Oh, I thought these are the same people going to Canada. But Donald Trump won and said, well, we'll do the Elon Musk thing right now. Twitter is going nuts. And I went nuts about it. And, of course, now remember, Twitter didn't allow anybody to talk about the Fetterman debate in negative ways. But they sure opened up for oh, uh, COVID. Uh, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, say ivermectin was I, good or I, I anything. Know. Yeah, and, and they've all been proven. And to that be. it came from the Wuhan lab. You yeah. couldn't say that either. Right. And now they're yeah. now Congress, now the Senate, yeah. controlled by Democrats, right. says it's ninety nine percent. It came out of the lab. Right. 
Right. Again, if anyone asks you why the, about the difference in Twitter before and isn't it a shame or something, some you didn't want America didn't want that Twitter. That that's a censorship is Vestia Pravda uh, organization. Uh, and and Milan must taken over. Uh, it's I love some of these uh, reactions to it. Um, uh, Parag Agrawal, uh, the uh, Ned Seagal, and the head of legal policy and safety Vijaya Gade, or all got dead. Well, got fired immediately after he said uh, Elon Musk accused them of misleading him and investors over all the fake accounts on the platform. Boom, bam, bam, you're out. If he did, if, if, I, if I had been him, I would have flown in Donald Trump. And they, I'd bring them all in to sit at the table. Then Trump would just walk in, walk sit down at the head. Have, have Trump come in through a curtain or something and hear him. And go, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're, you're fired. fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Editor-in-chief of the Federalist, Molly Hemingway, Molly Hemingway, a lover, described the firings as an excellent start. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, but so, so people start going on their Twitter accounts, and they were still saying CEO, and everything goes, well, this is disinformation. Are you going to take this down? <laughs> uh, let's see. Sagar N. Jetty uh, posted emoji hands waving by, uh, retweeting a post of his April uh, post where he written that Vijaya Gaddy, the top censorship advocate at Twitter, who famously gaslit the world on Joe Rogan's podcast and censored the Hunter Biden laptop story, is very upset about the Elon Musk takeover. Um, all she's got to do, all these leftists have to do is go out and make their own Twitter. Yeah, that's it. In fact, someone said, can we just make it, you know, uh, uh, can we just do that? Uh, they're saying people do not realize how much she did for free speech. Twitter is less of a free speech platform without her. Which <laughs> oh is my God. God. I mean, they're actually saying things like I this know. in public. I, and I think some of them believe oh, it. I think they do. I think they believe that they are better. You know, it's, it's the typical liberal. You know, if you don't like guns, don't get a gun. If a liberal doesn't like guns, they don't want you to have a gun. You don't. I want to tell you why I think you shouldn't be doing something. And this is exactly it. Yeah. They, this person has the right to tell me what I what I think is fair. And, and oh my God, um, I don't think any of us are prepared for how quickly this whole site is about to go down. It's a miracle flames aren't shooting out of it already. Uh, yeah, man baby with poor impulse control and edgelord tendencies has the helm. Sweet. Um, I'd be happy if I was wrong, but the all the red lights are flashing here. Good. Uh, a columnist, oh, Taylor Lorenz, that psychopath, oh, lying nuts. piece of scum. Still employed by the Post? Oh I'm my, sure. yeah, apparently says, it's like the gates of hell opened on this site tonight. <laughs> uh, let's see, the sun is dark. This is an emergency. Uh, Twitter's uh, being uh, taken over by the evil Sith Lord. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, today on Twitter feels like the last evening in a Berlin nightclub at the twilight of the Weimar Germany. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. God. Yeah, the Nazis are coming. The Nazis are coming. <laughs> the, the Nazis just got fired. The Forbes editor uh, said, after Elon has demolished Twitter, where will you go? Ideas, please. And then said, I'm not leaving until the platform becomes essentially unusable or until I'm banned, whichever comes first. But if he does what he says he wants to do, I don't see how Twitter will continue to function. Dan Rather. <laughs> Dan Rather, the disgraced former... Uh, I, I can't believe he's still alive. Uh, used famous lyrics by punk band The Clash to express wariness about Twitter's future as a platform. 
platform writing, with this Twitter thing maybe changing considerably, a question I am asking, should I stay or should I go now? If I go, there will be trouble, and if I stay, it'll be double, so come on and let me know, should I stay or should I go now? <laughs> you should Dan jump off a bridge, Dan. Dear God. What should be doing. Oh, and the Forbes magazine. Forbes magazine last year fired every conservative that worked yeah. for him, forced them to leave. Yeah. The guy who I just quoted was the equity editor. Forced and, and all my all my liberal friends and some of them were ex journalists and everything applauded the move. And I, I attacked every one of them. What the hell are you talking about? They, there can only be one one set of ideas. Uh, what, what, what isn't Steve Forbes? He's, is he no, gone he, left or is he out of there now? Or he, who's he, running the he's thing? He's always weird. I know he was always weird, but at least, you know... He's an he, alien. He, uh, well, look at uh, Mark Zuckerberg is from freaking Mars, I guarantee he you. That man is not human. A hundred billion... Did you see Meta He lost a hundred, yeah. Meta A hundred billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Not well, that... <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's but. in the couch. <laughs> I lost it in, the, in my pants. <laughs> I washed it by mistake and oh, my golf shorts, damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he lost a one trillion dollar <laughs> yeah. some Bob Wayne note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, the, the damn Powerball is probably going to hit a billion. Oh, I know. I've got to get some tickets. 800 then. million at the moment. I, it's not right. Uh, yeah, here we go. Meta's uh, platform plunged 25%, and uh, Zucker the Martian asked investors for patience because of ballooning cost to fund its version of virtual reality, yeah. the metaverse. Uh, the market value has fallen by $670 billion this year. God, it's almost three, it's almost three, you three seen quarters the of a trillion dollars. You've seen the commercials about all these people sit, sitting around oh, a, a, a table, and they're, they're all got the headsets on, which weigh probably 50 yeah. pounds, and they're clunk. Yeah. And they're all doing these really cool things. Okay, there's going to be 1% of the people that, that love every new trend and will jump on that and do it. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But I think they're not taking into account there's a lot of people me included, that get a friggin' pounding headache every time we do it. Yeah. It's fun, but then after you take it off, your head is like... Yeah, I... I, And it's probably more than me that has that problem. It looks fun, but I can't do it. I don't... I don't... It's basically... They're already in an imaginary world where they don't grow up. Right. So now we give them a real imaginary world that they never have to come out. And Spielberg did that movie, Ready Ready Player One. Did you ever see that? Yeah, Player One. That's what it was. And they had to stop it. When the kids finally took it over, they cut it... They shut it down two days a week, saying you need to get out and move around yeah well that's where we are i mean literally think of just the technology in the last 20 years let alone 2000 but in the last 20 30 years i think it's encouraging that it's failing right now it won't fail forever but right now it's failing it's you know i think do i think it's you know every action has a reaction i think what's happened was you know it's like we're doing this and our society's been doing this and we did you know we were a conservative and a thing in world war ii and saved the planet and all of a sudden we're doing this business up here like with these woke things and pronouns the military is concerned about people accepting different pronouns in your squad bay of your boot camp i'm like you know i mean stop I it i think that's so starting to turn i i think it is i think we're fly, i think we're doing i think we're doing this i think we're coming back to where we can get in the freaking boat again or something oh jesus it's too choppy get me out of here and i say you know, i don't even know what that it's means a hell of an analogy. you're listening to the kimmer podcast on atlanta's only conservative news and talk station extra 1063 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Kimmer Podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 106.3. Welcome back. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete and Flounder. You know, you can watch our podcast on YouTube. No swooning, ladies. Come on now. Find it on thekimmershow.net. Now, check that. This is amazing. I got, we got a message yesterday on the podcast. And, whoops, Daisy. And I'm going to get it for you now. And um, it is from a lady. I won't use her actual name. We'll call her Patty. And, and the, uh, she sent me a picture of what happened, uh, what, a message that she got. And it includes a phone number. And it says, hey, Patty, it's Sean with Progressive Turnout Project. <laughs> we are paying Democrats like you $250 a week to rally your friends and family to vote. Interested? And she said, she replied, uh, you are paying people, effectively paying, buying votes. What is wrong with that? And the guy says, oh, oh sorry about that. Uh, we have removed you from our texting list. Uh, she said she and her husband both each got the text. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you'd find it interesting how the Dems are buying votes again. Love the show. Longtime listener. Thankful for what you guys are doing. But I mean, it's just, you know, when you start throwing around 250 bucks to people to uh, for voting, I mean, is that, I mean, they're not saying that we want you to go illegally sign up it's people. It's ballot to harvesting. Still, yeah, it's bribery. It's bribery. Oh my God. It's, just, you know, it's like they'll giving them liquor. I'm taking them to the polls. I, what, I mean, what more do Here's you want? Here's the thing, though. I mean, at the end of the day, is 250 bucks worth that vote, considering where we are right now? Well, I They're mean, but, desperate. Uh, very. I mean, and looking yeah. at the debates last night, cheating and things is like that. Oh I mean, God. Well, we're going to talk about that, and and now the polls come out afterwards, and, and and whether it made a difference. But again, it's called uh, this. Apparently, it's the Progressive Turnout Project. I don't know what that well, means. I had another uh, text exchange with uh, someone. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It's either Kirk or Jermaine. They think I am. <laughs> hey Kirk, this is Ashley from blah blah blah. Have some time for a quick chat. 
And I didn't answer, so she goes, hey, Kirk, did you see my last message? And I said, Ashley, I always have time, but you balked at my prices in the past. And she wrote back, and she says, what? And I said, well, I charge three nine 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 a minute, but I, uh, but I do promise you'll get off. <laughs> did she reply to that no. one? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what you, <laughs> you can be pretty sure after the first one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But isn't that funny where they get your number? Was it somebody else's cell phone? Oh, for years, they've called me Kirk. They think I'm be Kirk. damned. And I've sold the same house to them in Southwest Atlanta a hundred times. <laughs> I freaking love it. Um, okay, well, let's do a little newsy stuff. I couldn't, I, I, I watched a little bit of the Fetterman debate with uh, Dr. Oz from Pennsylvania last night, just a couple of minutes, Chief, but I really had no interest in it because I knew what, the, what it was going to be like. But, uh, Flounder, you want to play a little something from uh, Fetterman last night from the debate? As Lieutenant Governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. Hi. He's running good to night, everybody. He should have just walked out right there. Holy smokes. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Hi, good night. That's what I do as a joke. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. When you, you do know. your speech, I mean, yeah. you're going to have to do that. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, hi, good night, everybody. That's not a question of, you know, mishearing stuff. That's not being able to communicate. Either you're, he's very nervous, which he shouldn't no. be in that situation. He's got to, he wants to be a senator or he's mentally ill. He's not capable. He's not there. He's not capable of communicating clearly with another human being. And we're not making fun of him because of this is what happened. Believe, he was an evil son of a bitch is, before this happened. Well, I mean, he believes he believes in no life sentences. He wants to empty prisons by a third. He says a third of the prisoners should yeah. be freed immediately. Cash bail, open borders. Um, I mean, abortion uh, uh, on demand. It's unbelievable. CRT. I mean, the whole. I mean, everything that's so He's far evil. left socially. Evil. Drag queens, and, the then, and then he got caught in a lie about fracking, where they showed they played the video of him saying, uh, "I'll never, I don't like fracking." You know, I mean, come on. That wasn't me. Uh, and, and what about he chased a black kid out of a neighborhood? That's with the a, other, I mean, and that came up apparently kid? last night too. Could you imagine if a white Republican did that? Well, who was I think we have that case down in Vast Georgia, as you'll recall, the pickup truck and the shotgun. And well, the, well, it was a different story, but still, what does that remind you of? You know, uh, 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 talk about a white supremacist well, they were white racist, southerners. yeah, chasing See? a guy in a pickup truck with a shotgun, a black guy who happened to be in the neighborhood running. Yeah. Unlike I mean, the guy just, uh, again, like, you know, it's the same thing with Donald Trump Jr. compared to Hunter Biden. It's just, it's all politics. But what, what, what bothered me is that, well, first of all, when he had the stroke... They immediately should have said, okay, uh, we're going to have to, we, 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 can't, we can't use this individual to run for Senate. It's too important. They couldn't find anybody else. Again, this guy was 45 years old, living off mommy and daddy. They paid his allowance. Yeah. He never had a job until he became vice mayor of some little town where he chased the black guy in a pickup truck. I mean, that was it. That, that's his, that's all he's done. And he looks like Frankenstein's monster. Uh, I mean, he's he, he's he's just a look. I mean, my God, you can't have that man being in the Senate. If you were going to run a demon for Senate, that's the guy. That's, you would, that's what it would look yeah, like. Lump man. I mean, and by the way, has he explained uh, what that is? Is that a goiter? Is it a cancerous no, it's, tumor? It's some kind of growth or fat. Tumor. Is it going to get bigger? It's a. Is he it, got a kid growing back it's there? It's a kid. 
He had he, like, geez, yeah. he forgot to get an abortion no, to put no, it no. in his neck. Remember, remember at the end of poor Ray Milan's career, he, he did a movie, <laughs> The Ray Beast Milan, with yeah. Two Heads, where he and Rosie Greer oh, had were on the same the body. <laughs> Their heads were on the same body. Oh, Can you imagine uh, filming Ray that and being attached to Rosie Greer? He was a serious actor. Uh, the, lost weekend, he won an Oscar. Oh my God, Ray Milan was. Oh my God, he was. He was back in the day like Cary Grant. They all spoke like this, you and know. And he was American. Ray Milan, yeah. <laughs> but they had to have the upper crust, you know. <laughs> it just feels... <laughs> oh, my God. Well, listen, anyway, I, I mean, this, I don't know why he didn't drop... If he had any sense of decency at all, he should have said, I just, I can't do this. I can't his possibly. His family I'm should gonna, have. He should have, been, uh, he should have been concerned about his party and his country. Oh. That he wouldn't be... Ca- I mean, yeah, I mean, he oh, should have, he should have cared about having the Democrats keep the seat. Uh, I mean, you'd think, I don't know. I mean, I just, I still can't believe it. Uh, oh, <laughs> this was funny. After the, right after the debate last night, right after it, his top aide turned to all the media and said, man, that was great. He, re- oh, he showed him everything. He effing killed uh, Dr. Oz. He effing showed that. He really effing showed him what he can do. And his uh, man is unbelievable. That was last night. This morning, after even the Democrat Media said huh, that was really a gru- that, that was cringeworthy. I mean, uh, that's why I, I couldn't watch it because I, at first one t- the answer he gave, I said, I, I, I can't do this. Cringeworthy. And after everybody said the same thing, well, with, with, there were a couple of exceptions. Somebody at the Washington Post said he won the debate. Oh, Senator this, Casey, the other senator came out saying it was wonderful. Yeah, he won, yeah, it was wonderful. But basically, everybody else clearly thought it was just it was horrible. It was just, it was an embarrassment. He never should have been there. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't a hero for sure. Showing up, I mean, you know, true, he had the guts to show up and embarrass himself, but that's that that's humiliating. That's not bravery. I mean, that's just you know trying to be such an ego that you think you're so important that you really think you can. He really thinks he can be a United States senator. He, he, he thinks that much of himself that he's that valuable to the world that he should show up and do this. That's not bravery. That's a freaking ego damage uh, event. Anyway, so th- th- anyway, last night he won like a landslide by his staff. This morning they complained, well, he had a terrible event because of the teleprompter thing, because of the machinery. Yeah, that was it. The, the whole deaf, dumb, and blind thing they had going on there. I mean, you've got to be. No one's buying that. No one's buying that. No one's buying that. And it if was, they'll lie about that, they're going to lie about Anything. Yeah. yeah. You know what? what well, amazed- even Chris Coon, he went on CNN and said it was hard to watch. Yeah. He uh, even said that on CNN. Yeah, and he's, uh, I, I don't like that guy. But anyway, uh, here's what amazed me. Now, again, I'm not a, I'm not a Twitter, well, a lot of things amazed me. I'm not a Twitter guy. I'm not really, I don't spend a lot of time on social media other than answering Facebook things on the horse videos. Really, that's uh, all I do. I'll, if I'm on Facebook, is answering horse, book, uh, horse video things. But I did, I, like I tell you, I go on Twitter once, once a day usually or maybe some, whatever. And I went on Twitter trying to find, to see what the explosions were about the debate. No comments. They must be blocking. There's not, I couldn't find one single negative comment about Fetterman on Twitter. Let me see what's trending here then. I mean, I couldn't believe it. All night, all night, last night and again this morning. Andrea Mitchell's trending for some reason. White people. Andrea Mitchell? It says whites are trending. (laughs) Well, but again, can you find any, you know, people make mocking Fetterman? For last night, trans when, women, when, Joe Biden. If that had Biden, been a Republican, you know that Twitter'd be filled with Herschel people. Walker. About, oh my God! Herschel Walker's trending. And I can't find a single comment 
It's not even listed in the headline other than the news story. They'll print the story out of the paper, but there's no, there's no react. Is that amazing? There's not one single reaction on Twitter to the Fetterman debate about, about John Fetterman. It's all about abortion and Pelosi. If that isn't evidence, my friends, about the collusion with big tech and the Democrat party, because they know how bad it was going to, he was going to get creamed on Twitter. And, and, not one comment. And, and talk about brain dead. And tone deaf. Did you see that the Twitter folk who are about to be fired yeah. put a list of demands to Elon Musk? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> Elon Musk, he said, when I take over, I'm firing 75% of all you people. <laughs> and they did a list of demands. Yes. Like, what are demands like what? Better working hours or stay home, don't have to go to the office? I mean, oh, what, their, what could their demands be? <laughs> ben Shapiro made a Idiots. good point. Ben Shapiro made a good point about Fetterman. He said, "I have noticed that all those insisting that Fetterman won last night's debate are not tweeting clips Fetterman from last night's debate." Yeah, that's right. Uh, bragging about what a yeah. great job he did. If yeah, you, give I mean, me, again, one if you good example, one good answer, just one. Give me one. He couldn't. Oh my! I mean, it's, it's humiliating, embarrassing, it's embarrassing. Well, you know what I put? I don't. You probably didn't see it. But I said, "Here's the Oz Fetterman debate," and I had the scene where Gene Wilder is in the tuxedo dancing with the uh, the monster. Oh, with the Frank Sinatra. Put it on the red. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. Very, you're going to get us banned and get blocked off Facebook again. But I mean, it may, not one com Twitter did not allow one single because you know people were wanting to comment. I, I did notice some things last night, but they were doing both sides saying he won, he lost, blah blah. You know. Yeah, but, but I mean, yeah. it should still be please. today. It should. It, it's it not should trending be right now. Of thousands of personal walkers trending. White people are trending. Yeah. All this BS. Yeah, unbelievable. What have we got people? Let me check that. What have white people done now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what have we done now? What have we done? Have you seen the Bill Burr thing talking about sitting on a sofa with his wife, who's black, watching a documentary on Elvis? A Bill that Burr? is hilarious. You will laugh oh your my. ass off. Is this off. the common sense people out to, to do something? Or is just Bill Burr on Elvis? Friday it's a documentary on Elvis, and Bill Burr is watching it with his wife. Oh, I thought you said Bill Burr. Bill Burr. I thought Pete said, have you seen the billboard on the Elvin? And I saw, oh, is it one of those, is it that okay. committee You're that's all putting the way up across the, funny the room <laughs> And you heard what I said. Well, you know, you don't uh, have these things in either. Yeah. I hate this whole hearing thing. Anyway. Go ahead. All right, okay. so Bill Burr. Bill okay. Burr. Yeah. And he's watching. And, you know, he, he respects Elvis. Elvis did all the things that... Yeah. that he was the first, the first black entertainer he, to help he, that He had an entourage. He got fat. He was on drugs. <laughs> he did all, he, he, did all he, the first He kicked all the rolls. doors down for us to follow him. <laughs> and his wife's sitting there, of course, well, he appropriated our culture, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, he, and he's talking about, oh, God. So he turns it off. She goes, why would you turn it off? He goes, well, I don't want to get in a fight. She goes, we're not getting in a fight. He goes, oh, we're going to get in a fight. <laughs> and it ends up him going back and forth with his wife. And, and she goes, and he goes, well, give me an example of how he appropriated culture. And she goes, blah, 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 blah. He goes, all right, there's seven or eight good points. <laughs> but, but, but. Then he I goes, know, you know what? I feel like getting into this. Let's get but, into but, this. But, but, you know, when you go skateboarding down the street, <laughs> I don't jump out and say, whoa, hold on a second, sister. That's for that was people. founded by a dirty white kid in Santa Monica. <laughs> Quit appropriating our culture. And, and then the funny thing is, he goes, and then she laughed. She thought that was funny. Now, I should have ended it right there, yeah, but, but I'm a comedian, and I'm thinking, I just got to laugh. There's got to be a bigger laugh, so I kept talking. Yeah, I, I think he's great. I think he's uh, great. You have to find yeah. hysterical.
Right. Pretty funny. About her, she I need to find. I mean, is that where he played at Red Rocks? I don't know if that's Red Rocks. It's, it maybe something else. But she was basically going on about how he had stolen, every, and he never acknowledged him. And that's horse. Elvis, his entire life, said he learned how to sing in the gospel choirs of the uh, black he was, churches. Yeah, he was the he first. He walked down the street because he lived right next to him. I've been to his house, yeah. and he'd go to the black churches, and that's where he learned how to right, sing. He said exactly, it his whole life. That's exactly where he learned. And everybody, everybody they knew. I mean, there was no, no secret. And everybody in the 40s and 50s was racist. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right, yeah. All right, so if Elvis uh, was racist, Elvis. I'm sorry. I, I have it here. It's about seven minutes. Yeah, it's so it. we'll play it Friday. Okay. I like For it. the Halloween show? Good yeah. point. Maybe the following week. Are we going to... Well, we can still do it. It's Friday. Friday, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun two ways. We're going to have fun... Are we going to do a ghost guy? We don't know yet. Okay. Well, play it Friday. Scott. Yeah, I got it here so we can too. play it whenever we want. Well, I got, I've got a few stories. People... You can still send it. PeteDavis1 at Yahoo.com. If you have a short, pithy ghost story, uh, preferably something that's happened recently, yeah. and you can tell us where, well, I, I, we'll read it on the air. And Excellent. I like it. I've got like three three stories so far. I like it. I like it. Um, a couple of newsy things. <laughs> a million people have voted already in Georgia, shattering yeah. the records for midterm voting. Um, I've noticed all Nothing the apologies. Nothing from Stacey it's Well, I, from I know Abram, Stacey, uh, Stacey, the uh, Kool-Aid monster, has already apologized for saying that. Uh, oh, that's right. No, she hasn't. Uh, and President uh, Crime Family uh, Showers with Daughter, uh, who called this uh, Jim Crow South, two, uh, two Jim point Crow 2, 2.0. Yeah, uh, I don't hear those apologies no. uh, one after another uh, uh, vice president side piece the uh, vice president lazy shiftless who has said that is doing the same thing all Manfred? these democrats uh, was about major league baseball uh, you could go down the, we, we could we go down the whole list of all the people who owe us an apology and by the way this business they're still trying to say uh, you know they're, they're trying to ban people from uh, drinking water in line or something you know, again the, the, the whole that's bullshit it's just people a, can walk them and they just can't be the people they, working they for another campaign can't be doing a campaign it. trying to woo your vote by giving you stuff in line a campaign work I mean uh, uh, the uh, poll worker can give you a bottle of water you can go get a bottle of water you can bring your own bottle of water you can give your friends a bottle of water I mean this is all nonsense but it's what they do every single one of those leaders Jim Crow 2.0 Jim Crow South uh, one after another and we set shattering records more black people than ever voted in Georgia the last time too in the I presidential know. election Four years ever ago. I mean, well, yeah, before, yeah, back before all this even started. Yeah, Stacey Abrams, the one she lost, it was over a million new voters, yeah. most of them black. Right, yeah. Unbel I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, again, this is the media. This is this, this social media allowing the Democrats to, to and, and, and the social media should be saying, uh, should be asking, well, you know, do you still think that the uh, voters in Georgia have, uh, are, are being uh, kept from voting? Somebody's asked the question and make them, make them well, well, in they're fact, they're running the PSAs where well, the young black man saying they're trying to keep us from voting. They're, they're trying to keep us down. Right. I'm going, point out yeah. where this is happening. Show me that. Because yeah. if it is, let's go there and stop it. Because yeah. everybody, all you have to do is pull out your phone and, and record them saying, you can't vote here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're you're an international celebrity. Once you, you're on CNN and MSNBC within the hour, if that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming up, we're going to hear uh, about how the White House is, is reacting to that in one way. A couple of quick things <clears throat> concerning the uh, early voting. Um, 
Okay, somebody came up with the idea uh, in order to make sure that people are, are not doing what they did before, uh, dropping ballots at 10 or 15 different locations. Yeah. In other words, it's ballot harvesting, and then one guy in the same car, the same ping on the cell phone, goes to 15 different places. Well, that's illegal. I mean, you can't have a guy harvesting ballots and, and going to different locations. That's, you know, it's illegal. And it's, it's obviously, it's, you know, the, the places where people in nursing homes said, my mother never filled out that ballot. You know, this is how it happens. Anyway, can someone answer my question earlier? Do they have scanners that do both sides, or did I just get I my vote? That's a great robbed. point. I don't know. Uh, when I go to, I'll try to remember to ask him when I go to vote. But uh, somebody had the idea that uh, for all the drop boxes, uh, like in Alpharetta or whatever, because there aren't that many uh, before the election for drop box boxes, uh, have a few people show up with lawn chairs and, you know, a beer coolers or something and, or a iced tea or whatever and a radio and, and have a little party. Just sit just, just, just to, to watch the people coming up to drop the ballots. Well, if it's so private, you can see. Is it private property? Is it public property? Well, it depends. Are you, uh, can, can you film the person? I don't know if you can. You no, know. you don't have to film. You could even just just sitting there. Well, if you're on public somebody, property and you're 10 feet it. away, you, you could do it. Film it. You could do it. If, well, it. if it was private property, you could 20 feet away and you could still yeah, take you the video. Your cell phone. But again, you know, if you see some guy coming up and he's got 200 <laughs> ballots, you know, uh, that's not right. And, and, and he wouldn't be able to do that if he sees a whole bunch of witnesses. I mean, that was the key to have a little party uh -huh. on the drop boxes. So there's witnesses. So well, some then, guys then you're not going to try to get away with You're a bunch of white people intimidating well, poor black people. Now, here's the problem. That's what they'll say. Here, here, no, here it happened. Here's what you don't do. And the reason I brought it up is because of what happened in metropolitan Phoenix area. Uh, apparently Apparently, deputies were called when people were keeping watch on the drop boxes and taking video of voters. But uh, the other day, deputies were called when some of the guys, two guys wearing masks, carrying guns and wearing bulletproof vests, showed up at a drop box in Mesa outside Phoenix and just to stand there and watch. Wow. Now, that's stupid. You're asking for trouble. You well, know, the Black Panthers did it in Philadelphia I, during I know, one election. I, I know, but but, you, but as a, as a conservative, I assume they're conservative. Now, maybe they were liberals. Who knows? I mean, nobody interviewed know. them. You don't know. But again, obviously. That's if intimidation. Yeah, it, it's clearly meant to intimidate as a point. And that's stupid. Why, why would you do that? I mean, show up. And if you, you know, I mean, if you look like a tough guy, fine. But you don't, you know, have a gun and bulletproof vest on. Remember when the FBI raided? the my pillow guy in his car with his family at the drive-through and confiscated his phone uh, yeah, election denier remember the raids with dozens of weapons of war by Nazis at the FBI uh, people who questioned the current administration questioned the last election the election deniers and so forth uh, remember all the charges Dems made about election deniers like the fake Ashley Babbitt committee hearing in itself the entire uh, synopsis around that well Hillary Rodham peace stinky fart cabbage is already denying the next election for president. Uh, Flounder, if you would, sir. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures. 
Isn't that democracy? Yeah. By the voters. (laughs) You voters might decide it. Uh, In fact, there was some idiot Democrat. I forgot who it was. I can't believe I didn't write this down. uh, He he was complaining that uh, people uh, voting against their policies are the death of democracy. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's by definition democracy. I mean, it's amazing. If they voted against their policies, it's the death of democracy. It's the death of people voting for what they want. If that doesn't prove... By voting for what they want. That what she believes and what you believe can never be a compromise. That stupid C-word thinks that the popular vote should be yeah. not the electoral right. vote. Because she, she would have won. She said she would have won. God forbid state legislatures, which is a local level, yeah. even though it's large on the state, decide something as important as yeah. an election. Yeah. Well, now, state legislatures used to decide a lot of things years and years and years ago, but there was never a popular vote. The, uh, the last thing, the last thing the founders wanted was democracy. We did not want a popular vote to determining the outcome. Majority. Otherwise, um, everybody in a workplace will decide who wants a four-day work week. We all do. Yay, let's get a four-day work week. I mean, that's not how the country works. Well, it was it Churchill who said democracy is when the two wolves and the sheep are sitting together and they vote on what's for dinner. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, democracy is the worst possible form of government except for all, all the others. That was, I think Churchill, Churchill also said that, if I'm not mistaken. Meaning republics. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, 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 a we got to get away from saying it. It's a, repu- the media a democratic says it, republic. It's it, a, it's not a democracy. Yeah, yeah, it's a republic. We have, a, we have a republic if we can keep it. Remember the famous phrase? Right, My not God. a democracy. Anyway. Hope you enjoyed that segment from the Kimmer Show podcast. Be sure and check out the full thing Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays for free. And you can tell why at thekimmershow.net. You're listening to the Kimmer podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Kimmer Show Podcast on Extra 1063.
Hey, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Did you know you can watch my podcast? <laughs> I didn't either, but I'm told it's on YouTube. Find a link at thekimmershow.net. I went to vote yesterday, and I went to vote somewhere off Roswell Road, and it literally it was like I was walking into a nursing home. And, and I brought the average age to just under deceased just by walking in there, right? And I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. I'm the youngest one here. And then this woman shows up with a nine-day-old baby, but anyway, she's just showing Did off. Did you vote? Did you get to no, vote? No, I went there and stood in line and didn't well, vote. I, I, what, but, well, of course clearly, I voted. Well, I didn't know whether like me, where I went there and it was like nine million oh, 20 people minutes. and said, screw it. In and out, 20 minutes. Everybody was very friendly and very nice. Then, then they, of course, they, That's threw, great. they threw away my vote there. Well, yeah, okay, the scanner. Yeah. I'm always paranoid about these people. I'll go yeah. to the scanner. And I said, up, upside or downside? Yeah. You put it in the scanner. Right. And he goes, oh, either way. Well, no, that's not right. And you look on the scanners, there's no thing saying put it uh, face side up or face side down. So uh, I'm going, wait a minute, this is a scanner that can read both sides at the same time? And I guess it does because the number changed and something, maybe it just counted the number of pages that went through. Yeah, it didn't count your vote, it counted the page. I, I turned it down so he couldn't see how I voted because yeah. he was standing right there and I, I put it through. And then he said something weird. He hands me the, the voted. The I voted sticker, yeah, the peach. Yeah, asked if you were single or... And, yes. <laughs> what? And this is what he said. He says, uh, you have any young kids at home that you'd like to have some more of these? And uh, he was kind of a weird... He, like, <laughs> he looked like David Byrne from the Talking Heads. Uh, an, an older version. Uh, so he's already weird. Did he have a really big coat? No, he didn't have a really big coat, but he had the hair and the whole the whole thing. Or the guy from, from Roxy Music, Brian Ferry. Yeah. He looked like him, but an older version. Oh and he goes, hey, God. if you got any kids at home, you weren't? And I said, no. And that's, okay, that's an awkward... <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was he, awkward. Because, did you say anything to him? Yes, I said, no, I don't... <laughs> this is from my favorite ex-wife, just said, uh, by the, the basement. way. Great pick of you and Jack. I was just yes. talking about that. And costume is priceless. <laughs> the one in the car, the car seat oh, guy for Halloween. <laughs> I mean, I can't, what, a, what a great... You know, you know what? The other one I saw, too, which is really hysterical, if you have a child, a very, very small child, and there was a guy who had a, a, a daughter, I assume it's a daughter, um, pro probably a, maybe two, I mean, really a young kid, and he had a wagon. He made a, wa a red, little red, pulled wagon, you know, a little Red Rider wagon, and he covered it with cardboard and made it with and drew some designs to make it look like a mouse trap. And in the back of, of the wagon, he had his daughter dressed like a mouse, and the bar was over her head as though she got caught in a mouse trap. And it was like a rolling mouse trap. It was really, it's really, really creative. I mean, clever. I did saw, you ever do a, 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 a handmade? I never did anything like that, or my family oh, never I do did stuff like that. Every year, I do. I got a great mask, and basically, I don't say a word. I go to, I went to a party. Oh, I remember when you and yeah. just stood there. And I had the I had the scepter, I had the robe, and everything in this mask where uh, I can see out. You but did they it at work. You in. brought that into our radio station. Yeah. I scared the crap Friday out of all the sales weasels. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and basically, what I did is just walk up and stare at people. Yeah. And they start trying to cover. And the hood comes up, so you can, all you see is this hood. They start you know? doing a conversation with me, and I just look at them. And every once in a while, I'll nod or I'll point to him. And that's it. I just didn't say a word for two hours at this party. It's freaking everybody out. Uh, well, I saw funny. coming here. I was pulling on the driveway, and this little oh, hottie. 
jumps out of her car and she's dressed as a kitty cat oh, with the whiskers. Yeah. See, that'll and do it. You can, if you're a kitty, you know, you could be, you could be, uh, you know, porn cop uh, kitty cat. You could be a porn teacher kitty cat. You could be. I mean, <laughs> if you're a girl in a kitty cat, you're in porn. You're a sex uh, porn girl. I'm sorry. And then I saw one where this. Uh, it was a meme. The woman's dressed as a, a highway road. She's got the highway sign, the things, yeah. you know, the road markers, and everything. And for her boobies, she's got two headlights. <laughs> and her husband's dressed up as a deer. And he's sitting there uh, staring at her. Ah, funny. Did you hear that poor guy in England, the DJ who died on the air? No. Yeah, he was. He was 55 years old, and he was radio. I mean, a, a, a record player, DJ, record player DJ, yeah. and he he was doing it from home, but he was doing it on the air live, and he put a record on, and then dropped dead. Did he say anything or no? No, because the record was the playing. There was just you know, there's a little dead air and everything like that until they realized, holy cow, where's Bill? And he wasn't I'll there anymore. Wow. How old did and you know what they or? said? No. He died doing what he loved. <laughs> Gasping for breath. <laughs> Clutching his chest. <laughs> Another record. Screaming in agony. I don't know. <laughs> Being torn apart by lions. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, speaking of a, of a, of a demise, you want to do the... Uh, the story that you teased that I, I didn't know you were, I thought you were going to talk about me being a dirty old man, but it was oh, actually the yeah. actual story. The actual story about a dirty old man. Well, I was going to do it without telling actually what, what it was. Yes. But well. there, there was a man in uh, Iran. Well, you can tell the, the reason, uh, the cause of death is the punchline. Yeah. The way I was going to do it was the punchline would be the cause. Well, anyway. go ahead and do it. No, no, no. You, you, you looked this up too. You, you, you start. The old man in Iran who basically, uh, when he was a youth, had an emotional disturbance. Basically, yeah. probably a girl told him no or something. Probably is what happened. So he went off basically by himself and didn't bathe for 60 years. He did not take a bath so much as a shower. Yeah. For 60 years. For 60 years. And he was uh, alone. The community tried to help him, help him but... Yeah. And so, uh, so they finally convinced him to take a, a bath yeah. after 60 years. So he took the bath. And the reason he never took the bath is because he thought he would get sick. Right. So within a month of taking the bath, he got sick. Yeah, he, he will. Uh, <laughs> he washed off all uh, the protection. <laughs> Amu Haji was 94. <laughs> it's 60 years. He's filthy. Not a bath. They tried to, you know, they built him a little hut so he could, get, you know, get away from it, whatever. And, and they got all the crud washed off him and he died. <laughs> That's okay, just... which made me start thinking, how long did you ever go without taking a bath or a shower? How long could I or have I? I have you. Oh, I've gone a, a, a few days where... A few days? You, yeah, but I mean, a couple, yeah, three, a few, uh, three, four Were you days. alone at the time? Or? Yeah, well, no, I mean, but... Were uh, you living with someone? You married? No, no, like military stuff, but... Oh, okay, you know, you're with other guys. But, and... but the other thing was when we got trapped in the, uh, in the station yeah, for couple days. three days uh, yeah. during the ice storm. Oh, you got trapped because your car wouldn't go. Got a car wouldn't go up. The, <laughs> too much torque. My Honda got right out. Yeah, Pete, he's got one of these electric cars, and, and it would go not both electric. out of the garage. Well, it was one of those. Son it was of a, a bitch. Well, it was whatever. It was like it's a Honda Civic like, SI. There you go. And so it, we're down in the garage, and you have to go up a hill to get out of it. And this was during the ice storm, and so and so Pete gets this little, little Honda thing, goes zing zing zing, and it goes. <laughs> I get in my you know 700 horsepower thinger, and it goes. Did you go out the top or the? bottom well we were we were below we were on the lower level and had to the drive deck, up the ramp that, but they were icy 
The ramps were all ice. Oh, so the one at top was the same way because it's... It was all ice all the way everywhere. So if you could ride on ice, you could grow up, but I couldn't ride. My car just kept sliding both sides. I assume you had front-wheel drive. Because if you have front-wheel drive, you have a better you have better traction. I don't, I don't remember I don't if it had front or back. That's the only reason I made, like, remember Snowpocalypse? I was on yeah. I was on the highway for 19 hours. I was on, I was oh, on for man. 13. And 13. I, remember, I remember there was a couple times where if I wouldn't have had front-wheel drive, I would have been, been screwed. I had just bought that car, too, and it got me home without a scratch. And it was yeah. Michelin tires, and I always remember that. God, those were great tires. Yeah. And 13 hours to get home. Okay, how long, how many days have you gone without a bath or um, shower? Well, I mean, when I was in the Grand Canyon, I didn't for seven days. Seven days. But, but you I, had water. Water and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I'm... I mean, intentionally. Uh, probably a day or two. What about you? A few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was, there was something coming here, right? Well, I was unemployed. Yes. And uh, not dating anyone at the no. time. Yeah. I had a couple weeks off, and I decided, you know, a couple of days of sitting around the house, not doing some stuff, and work, you know, thinking, oh, I probably need to take a take a bath or shower. And I thought about it. I go, let's see how long we can push this. You know how you know, the old Seinfeld, we're trying to see how far they can drive without yeah. running out of gas. Right. <laughs> let's see how far. Runny, Jerry. <laughs> Hell, at any point did Bear and, notice? And so, uh, the dogs noticed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they cared, but they noticed. They they knew it. They knew. <clears throat> How many days do you think I went? Well, it sounds like two weeks. No, it didn't go two weeks. I mean, I don't know. Five days. Higher. Seven. Higher. Ten. Nine days. Yeah, but how did you feel crawling oh, into bed? Oh, 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 I had to change the sheets immediately. I was going to say, how did you get oh, into bed every I, night? I mean, let's just say. Was your place just reeking of B.O.? No, because I wasn't doing anything or going anywhere. So it wasn't like I was really acting. Sweaty or anything I was just like sitting that? there watching TV or writing. Yeah, but you so got I'm, a little crusty. But I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm t- and I got, and that was hard, but I thought after five days, okay, this is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I got to quit. And I got, no, no. Did you at least change? I'm not a quitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you had to change. Every, like, every two or three days, I would change clothes. Oh, God. Oh, it got, I mean, it got horrible. Yeah. It got, it got, finally, after nine days, I said, okay, this is just getting, this is hermit-like now. Yeah. This is crazy. And the thing was, nobody was coming over. I, I didn't need to be anywhere. Yeah. And it was like a social human experiment. How long can I go? And nine days yeah. was like, okay, I can't take this anymore. Well, think about what, you know, early man, cavemen, and, right. and early settlers. And, and even back in the, you know, 1100 to the dark ages and stuff where they were civilized basically but still sanitation I mean think about oh my god discovering how uh, you want to do that outside <laughs> you know I mean at some point some caveman I'd say you're going to have to go into the jungle to do that I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Victorians Honey, thought, come on, you're killing me here. <laughs> until the Victorians came along, everyone thought in Europe that the more you bathed, the more you left yourself open yeah. to sickness. Like this guy, he yeah. would take away your your uh, your protection layers your outer and layer, stuff. Yeah. Like an egg. Yeah, yeah. Which is why in Europe, they can uh, they don't have them refrigerated because they don't wash them. There's still that protective layer. Where in America, we wash the eggs, eggs yeah. to make sure there's no chicken. Got it, and at that point you you got to put them in the fridge. So are, they, are theirs all fresh all the time then, without like bacteria spray or something on yeah, them? Because when it comes out of the hen, it's got a, a some kind of skin or something on it that wow. protects it for a few days. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, they uh, found uh, a 54 year old Indonesian grandmother named Jara. Uh, who went missing uh, for several days, and uh, this is Indonesia, and so her family was near a rubber plantation where she lives, and her family started a, a search over the weekend, and they noticed, oh my gosh, there's a huge python over there. 
the python also had a rather enormous bulge oh in its stomach. So the residents killed the python, dissected the contents, and there was Grammy. Uh, the snake ate the grandmother. Oh wow. There's video of the search party oh, slicing no. it open. No. Nobody saw her actually being eaten, but the reticulated python, which is almost 30 feet long and 300 pounds, and they can unhinge their jaw. I mean, they just, and he ate her. <laughs> what a way to go. Remember the video I showed you of the snake eating the deer? And remember yeah. how it just, I mean, yeah. like, I've just seen them, several of those are just uh, unbelievable. Oh, I'm sorry. When we were talking about not bathing, <clears throat> Cindy goes, Pepe Le Pew. Sophia said, <laughs> ring the bell. <laughs> Su Susan said, TMI. <laughs> Hold everything. I noticed that no guy said a word. No men said a word. Because I'll bet you most of the men on here haven't showered today yet. <laughs> what, what are you saying? That our listeners are, are layabouts? <laughs> well, well, I mean, possible. that's what like men do. I wouldn't be a, bit do? I would be a bit surprised. I mean, like on, a, on a, like on a Saturday or Sunday, when you guys wake up, do you immediately take a shower? No, or? no, Hell no. no. But I do, well, I, but I take a shower before I leave the house. Right, I do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, Sundays I, I do. I, you know, I'll take a shower on Sunday morning. Well, I do, because every day, every, well. I say morning, it's noon. When I leave my house, <laughs> I either come here, and actually, this is funny, yeah, seven days a week, I, I come, I leave my house for the first time, either to come here for the podcast, or to go to the stable. Or the post office. I, I do that after the stable. Oh, like today, I'm going to go after the stable. Uh, you don't uh, have to go every day. No, I don't. I, 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 well, I have been because I was That's excited sad. that we got That's some mail. <laughs> it is sad. <laughs> we never, if you open I'm, up, there's no we're mail. We're not getting any mail. Oh. <laughs> Although I did get two oh. political flyers addressed to somebody else. So I'm still getting other people's mail at the post office box in Kimmer Media. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that was one of the best podcast segments ever. That was one and of the best podcast segments ever. Right. You caught me again. <laughs> Check out the uh, KimmerShow.net and listen to or watch the full podcast Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's free. You know. You're listening to the Kimmer Podcast on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 1063. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 
20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 